Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 15. In this week's episode, our question of the day is how to do an employee review. But before we do a deep dive on that question, let's take a quick look at what's happening around the nation. Nike was recently the subject of a class action lawsuit filed on behalf of deaf customers. The suit alleged that Nike violated the American with Disabilities Act because the store's mask wearing protocol effectively denied access to goods and services that Nike offered because the masks were opaque and did not allow hearing impaired customers to clearly communicate with employees of the store. Nike settled the suit, agreed to provide see-through masks and an adequate supply of clean pens and paper to use when assisting hearing-impaired customers. This case serves as a cautionary tale for all retail and public-facing establishments. Now, on to the question of the day. Assessments, evaluations, reviews, appraisals. They're all just fancy HR speak for various ways you can measure your employees' work and provide feedback. In other words, are they doing a good job? Giving job performance feedback is a bit more involved than just saying good job every once in a while. Even if you just have one employee, having an organized process will make things much easier on you. It'll manage the expectations of your employee and help keep you out of hot legal water. It helps if you know some of the common review systems. The four most common are management by objectives, the top-down appraisal, the self-assessment system, and 360-degree feedback. Management by objectives involves the employee and their supervisor collaborating on what the goals are and how you'll be able to tell when they're met, otherwise known as measurement. The management by objective system is nice because both sides get to work together to figure out what should be accomplished. Now, the top-down appraisal is the one we all remember from back in the day. It's a very traditional way of looking at performance. The manager looks at the work and makes a determination. There's very little or no input from the employee, either on setting goals or reviewing outcomes. It's a very one-sided approach. Self-assessment programs involve the employee comparing their actual performance to the goals that were set. Sometimes, they're even asked to develop a growth plan that shows ways they plan to increase their performance. It can include things like additional training, education, or setting higher productivity goals. Self-assessments can, and often are, paired with one of the other types of evaluations as well. 
Now, I'm sure you've heard of the term 360-degree feedback, but what is it? It's a form of feedback about the employee's performance that comes from a number of different people inside and perhaps even outside the company. This way, you get feedback from multiple perspectives based on the relationship they have with the employee. A subordinate may have a different perspective than a peer, which again may be completely different than a supervisor, customer, or vendor. Now, on to actually reviewing the employee and holding the evaluation meeting. When you set out to evaluate an employee, it's helpful to remember that appraisals provide an organized opportunity to review how well employees have met job requirements and goals, set new performance goals, including additional responsibilities, identify areas where performance needs to be improved, and discuss career advancement, including training opportunities and promotional opportunities. Now, I know we've all been in the situation where we want to terminate an employee for poor performance. And the first question from HR or legal counsel is, where is the documentation? Well, appraisals aren't the only tool used in improving or correcting an employee's performance, but it is an important one. Also keep the legal side of the process in mind. If you fail to clearly communicate performance standards and expectations, or you don't give feedback in a timely manner when the standards aren't met, or you don't allow your employee the opportunity to correct inadequate performance, all that can come back to be a big legal problem if it turns out you want to terminate that employee. Also, being inconsistent in measuring performance from employee to employee or holding different people to different standards, well, you guessed it, more legal pitfalls. As you evaluate your team members, beware the horns and halo effect. This is a cognitive bias that causes you to allow one trait, either good or bad, to overshadow other traits, behaviors, or actions. So carefully reflect on your decision-making process to steer clear of this kind of bias. Before reaching any important decision, be sure to collect all the relevant facts. Another important tip, make sure you're looking at the whole evaluation period. Jack may have saved a project last week, but that shouldn't completely overshadow poor work in the preceding 11 months. Goal setting at the beginning of the year and spot feedback throughout the year for both good and poor performance is a good idea. While the formalized performance appraisal happens annually, it's critical that you provide ongoing feedback to your team members about their work. Sometimes it's helpful to have feedback touch points in a formal calendared meeting. I would suggest no less often than every two months. At the six month mark, you would sit with your team member and do a mini review, evaluating their progress against the goals that were set at the beginning of the year. It's also a good time to discuss any changes in environment, job duties, or other factors that could impact the employee achieving their goals. On rare occasions, you will find it necessary to adjust or adapt goals during this mid-year process. Continue providing spot feedback throughout the remainder of the year leading up to the annual review period. And finally, immediately following the annual review, set goals for the following year. Now on to goals and objectives. The major similarity between goals and objectives is that both involve forward motion, but accomplish it in very different ways. For example, if the goal is to lose 30 pounds, the big picture, the objective is to do 30 minutes of cardio three times per week, the specific plan of attack. And one milestone is to get up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym, a mini accomplishment. Remember, when you set a goal, it really should be a SMART goal, 
specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. And keep milestones in mind. If the goal will take three months to complete, setting many accomplishments can really help. If you want the review process to be effective and have impact, get your employee involved from the very beginning. Encourage them to take an active role in setting performance objectives, designing action plans to help them achieve their goals, identifying their professional strengths and weaknesses, and giving their input on how to improve. It also helps to involve them in the actual performance appraisal meeting by allowing them to do a self-assessment. Employees are much more vested in their performance when they play a role in designing and guiding it. Once you've measured your employee's performance, you need to document your findings in a useful way that will help you prepare for appraisal interviews and avoid discrimination charges. Make sure all documentation is objective, based on performance, not personalities. Document the performance of all employees, not just perceived troublemakers or star performers. Be sure that your documentation provides complete and accurate information that supports your conclusions about employees' performance. Include both favorable and unfavorable comments to give a realistic picture of performance. After all, no one is perfect and no one is without some redeeming qualities. You'll also find that using the notes from the spot feedback and mid-year check-in sessions can give you valuable information when you sit down to do the final review. Now, on to the meeting. When you sit down to prepare for the actual review meeting, make sure you have objectively reviewed your employee's performance, you've documented your evaluation in a written appraisal, you've thought carefully about new goals for your employee, and you scheduled a time and place for the meeting, giving your employee ample notice so that they have time to prepare. Make sure you've blocked out quiet, uninterrupted time so you can give your full attention to the task at hand. You know, conducting effective performance appraisals is difficult, partly because of the sensitive nature of being on review. It's important that you focus on the positive. Make sure you always keep the conversation focused on professional behavior and performance. Don't ever get personal. Stick to objective examples, especially when pointing out an area that needs improvement. Continue to invite response and feedback throughout the meeting. Never let the discussion become one-sided. And use your active listening skills. Maintain eye contact. Listen with the intent of understanding and conveying empathy, not figuring out what you're going to say next. Use paraphrasing, summarizing, asking clarifying questions. And finally, create a we mentality. It shows that you're both working together to help your employee get the best performance and have the best available career opportunities. A lot of the time, raises are associated with performance appraisals, and employees may expect to receive a raise immediately after their performance appraisal, especially if they receive a good evaluation. So it's very important to make sure your employees know the company policy on raises, preferably before you begin the performance appraisal meeting. Are raises strictly based on performance evaluations? Are there other components of determining raises, like company and team performance? Are raises completely separate from performance? You'll have to decide which approach works for your culture, but whichever you decide, make sure your employee is clear before you go into the performance review process. It helps avoid confusion. One additional note regarding your approach as you think about someone's performance. 
It's important that you separate employees' behavior from their identity. Avoid making blanket assumptions about the person. Focus on the actual negative behavior rather than the perception of attitude. You may want to address the fact that Mary comes to work each day in a bad mood, but instead address the actual behaviors that you and others see. For example, Mary may refuse to answer work-related questions or become argumentative and inflexible when given an assignment. She might behave in an unwelcoming and off-putting way with team members. Your review should focus on Mary's behaviors rather than a perceived bad mood or attitude. You can measure improvement in Mary's behaviors, but since you can't see into Mary's psyche, you have absolutely no way to measure her mood or attitude. Another bonus with this approach, it lessens the likelihood that Mary is going to feel personally attacked because when someone feels attacked, they are far less likely to engage in improvement efforts. Don't make it a personal issue. Keep in mind that the purpose of any review is to help your valuable team member grow their skills and their contribution to the business. Identifying areas for development and setting SMART goals will go a long way in positioning them for success. I'll put a link to our performance review feedback chart in the show notes. Be sure to grab your copy and tune in next week where we'll focus on goal setting and the actual review meeting. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.